0: So now we'll move on to tier three, only one guy in tier three and reason he's just one guy is because he could definitely jump up to near those tier one guys, or he could just, you know, kind of flame out. And that's Marco Wilson from Florida, uh, athlete, sticky, loves sticky corners. Uh, just got, you know, like I feed to, but smaller just always seems to be right there whether he makes a play on the ball or not he's right there his feet and his eyes they're focused it's weird because it seems like he has maturity issues but when you watch him like play zone coverage like his eyes are just trained on the receiver or uh man coverage like his eyes are just on that receiver the whole time like they really? do not move no no, like, no his... bad eyes concerns or anything Yeah, exactly. You know, I always hear uh, freaking McGinty in college. You're yelling bad eyes, but, like, this dude does not have that problem. You can tell his head just stays level the whole time. He's just looking right at the guy. And it's pretty good, and his feet seem to follow. He doesn't, you know, Caleb Farley, as good as he is, I was saying he gets out over his skis a little bit. That doesn't seem to be a problem for Marco Wilson. But I see him walking on the field a lot. You know, obviously there was the incident where like he like tossed the guy's shoe and it cost oh, him guy? like a first oh, no. down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like,
1: I think I think i will learn
0: from that. that. That that might help in the long run. It's one of those things like you you don't throw you a hope. shoe twice in your life. You know, <laughs> you, know <laughs> you, you definitely you definitely won't throw the shoe again. That's for sure. But uh, you know, you, you hope he does learn from it. Okay. But like, and that's why that's why he's in this tier three. Because there's the chance that he doesn't learn from it. Because there are a few things where, like, you know, he was walking a lot after the play. And, like, there was a lot of, like, as soon as, like, a big play was let up near him, he'd turn to the safety and kind of, like, throw his arms up. Like, what happened? I was like... "Ah, Oh, man. Okay. There's just a few little things, like, when he wasn't actually playing the game that I didn't like. And that's the stuff that can hold you back. So... Yeah, that's why he's in kind of that he could go either way category. All right. Yeah, so these guys, this next. What are we, tier yeah, four this right is here? Good Two guys? Tier four. This is a good corner class, guys. This is a real good one because tier four, these guys definitely could step in as your th- third corner, as your nickel corner, and probably could even step in as your second corner. Um, I just wouldn't put it as number one right now. Trey Brown from Oklahoma, Oklahoma, five-time one-eighty-six. Yeah, yeah, which I think real good size for a corner. I like that size a lot, um, especially because he's athletic, like at that size. Um, just in, in, lateral quickness, straight line speed, doesn't matter. Like he, he's an athlete. Just Gets it done. Yeah. Um, and then Aaron Robinson from Central Florida. Okay. He's. I I love corners with long dreads. <laughs> That's that has nothing to do, do. with it. It helps. I it, think it helps, dude. It it looks cool. It it kind of gives you a swag like Yeah. Um but he uh all right, we'll start with Trey. Talked about how athletic he is and another you know, one of those sticky guys. He just always seems to be right next to the receiver and you see that too show up in the fact that he's clearly competitive. Um, he's always getting physical with the receiver kind of through the route. And then you know, you'll see it a lot on like comeback routes. Like he goes for a lot of picks on comeback routes and he'll jump in front of, you know, digs even, you know, he really goes for picks a lot. And even when he, he, he may not get a huge amount, but like he at least breaks up the pass and he's jumping a lot of balls Athletic guy, again, good positioning with the receivers, so I mean really I just don't the, the one thing keeping me from calling him a number one is just I don't know if anything that he has is elite, like those guys in the top tier. um as athletic as he is, I don't know if his it's athletic enough at his size to be like an elite number one guy. But again, if you pick this guy up on even day two, like he he could definitely fall to day three just because of how good this class is. But if you pick him up on day two, you're going to be happy with him. Day okay. two or day three. I mean, it's he's a good corner. And Aaron Robinson, similar in a lot of ways to Trey Brown. Um, you know, Trey doesn't have the dreads, but Aaron's a little more... It's weird. I describe Trey as competitive. I describe Aaron as aggressive. Okay. Okay. And so it, it seems like it seems like Trey is more concerned with beating the receiver, which is good. Aaron is more of just a no matter what role he's playing, he's like physical with it and going all out. All right. And so I like that the one thing keeping him below Trey is that he's a little stiffer than Trey, that he's not, he, he seems to stick with the receiver pretty well, uh, despite the route, you know, very good, you know, regardless of that. But I don't know. There's just seems sometimes where he gets a little like stuck in the mud and it's like, Ooh, Ooh, like Trey's got quicker feet and he would have adapted that easier even if he wasn't ready for that route or something. So there's tier four guys. Definitely can contribute right away for you. Probably better than whatever nickel corny you have now on your team. I'm just not sure what their ceilings are. It seems like they're good players who have already kind of hit their ceilings. And that ceiling is... Even if they're at 90% now, they get to 100%. That's number two corner in the league. Good number two, but number two. Not going to be locking down number one, guys. So... Fifth tier, guys who I I think can play in this league, but they're going to need coaching. I don't think they can really step in day one. They, they you know they can maybe step in as your number three day one, and that would be Tyson Campbell out of Georgia, okay. Shakur Brown out of Michigan State, and Benjamin Saint Justy. Juiced Just out of Minnesota, and so Tyson Campbell, physically all there. Speed there, right. you know, he's definitely got the strength for a corner, size for a corner, but he doesn't seem like a football player. Right. He seems like he just ah, it seems like he just switched to corner and he's not totally comfortable in his reads, like he gets or, lost or, or something, like he can't, yeah, the ball he looks or... a little lost out there. So that's why I say bring him on as a project because he could. You know, maybe he does just need to develop more, but I don't think he just switched to corner or anything. So he's probably, I think he's been doing this for a while. So the uncomfortability does scare me a little bit with Tyson Campbell, but the physical, it's all there. No problem at all. Uh, We go on to Shakur Brown. Kind of the opposite, actually. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shakur Brown. Yeah, so kind of the opposite. Uh, He's competitive getting real physical with receivers all through the route. He'll try and jump routes, but he's a little small, and he's just, uh, he's not the athlete that Asante Samuel Jr. is at that size. He's definitely, I'd say, more competitive, but at corner, I'd give the advantage to the more talented athlete than the more competitive guy going into the as a prospect yeah yeah yeah. like like you like you still need to stick receivers stay in phase things like that right yeah like there's a lot of uh competitive linebackers out of Iowa that don't make it in the league because they just don't have the uh athleticism to stick with tight ends or running backs okay and I think Shakur Brown out of Michigan State is kind of one of those guys um I, I don't see him being more than a nickel cor- corner, but I could definitely see him being a competent nickel corner, because I think he could le- you learn know. the footwork, learn learn how to mirror receivers and stuff like that. Exactly, it it's where he could compensate for that, you know, short, uh, s- small area quickness that a lot of receivers in the slot will have. I think he could compensate with that with technique, but <laughs> on the outside, it's just it, it could be tough for him. This kid got five picks last year. Yeah, Second no, games. again, it's <laughs> he's good. He's good, but it's one of those where the production may not, you know, be predictive of what the NFL ability is going to be. Okay. And, yeah. So then uh, the last guy in the fifth tier, Benjamin St. Just, he, he, he's got tools. It's weird. He's kind of the, the Rashad Bateman, you know, his Minnesota teammate of the corners. That he's got the tools, but ah, uh, he's a little sloppy. He he has great recovery, which gives me hope for the guy. But like he's long and he's got good straightaway speed, so like when he gets burned, he catches up, and he usually ends up affecting the receiver enough to force an incompletion when he does recover. But I just, it, that's that's really risky to rely on going on going into the NFL. To rely on your ability to catch back up and affect receivers just enough that they get distracted and don't catch the ball. Like, I feel like receivers in the NFL are generally pretty good at catching through distraction, and if they burn you a lot of the time, you're not going to catch back up. Like, he's a good athlete, but he's not an elite athlete. So if Odell burns him, like he's not going to catch back up to Odell. And I think Odell definitely would burn him in the first place. Um, and he uses his length a lot in college. He gets kind of grabby. Okay. Hurts him in the NFL with pass interference a little more, I think. And then, you know, again, if we're going back to Odell, I don't think Odell lets him get his hands on him. Like these college receivers do. For sure, for sure. So yeah, all right. Um, only two more guys. They're each in their own tier below this. Eric Stokes from Georgia. This guy's he fast as shit, dude. You know, uh, he didn't. He didn't show it on film. Really? That's so weird. I, I didn't. I didn't think. I, and I, I know he's been. His teammates talked about his speed. I forget his forty time, but I'm pretty sure I saw a good one for him. But, you know, it, it just didn't he was just kind of solid overall. Really? He didn't really show me anything that made me think that he was going to be like a good corner at the next level. It just seemed like Like a man to man or zone. Like, like, you don't, you don't think sorry, like man or zone. Neither one. He can play. I didn't. I think I watched three games of his and they just, none of them, none of them really showed me anything that was like, Oh, all right. Like, I draft this guy in the fourth round, and by his second year, he'd be able to start as our number two corner. I don't don't know. It seemed like he was doing things pretty well, and the results just, you know, weren't great, despite being solid technically and a very good athlete. The results just weren't really there. All right. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, and then after him, one tier even below him yeah, yeah. was Javon Holland, uh, your guy who you rated at safety as well. And just overall, I just I, watch this guy I'm, just ball out. Javon Holland, I know you're listening to this podcast. I hope you ball oh, out. Oh, definitely. I hope you go to 19 Pro Bowls. I. Right?